Welcome to the SNEA on Data podcast. Each episode highlights key technologies related to handling and optimizing data. You are listening to SNEA on Data podcast, setting the standard for memory-to-memory data movement. In this episode, Philip Alsup, editor of Digitalization World, interviews Sham Iyer, chair of the SNEA Smart Data Accelerator Interface, or SDXI Technical Work Group. Okay, so Snea, you have um, a smart data accelerator interface or SDXI technical working group, uh, and I believe it was set up to address the current um, issues around memory to memory data movement. So I guess just a little bit of background on, on, you know, we'll flesh out what that actually means. Yeah, if you look at uh, software stack today, our Current data movement standard is a, a software mem copy. Uh, you know, this is because a software mem copy enjoys a very stable instru- instruction set architecture uh, with CPUs. So, but software mem copies take away from application performance. So, if you look very closely, multiple layers of software perform mem copies just for doing things like context isolation. And these layers exist for various use cases like virtualization, uh, having containers, or just for creating separation between user and kernel software. And most devices today, uh, even if they're IO devices, they perform DMA uh, for things like network or storage IO. They don't perform a memory-to-memory DMA. Um, and while memory-to-memory DMA acceleration has existed, it has been based on uh, proprietary vendor implementations with, with no standardization between, between vendors. So something else we want to consider here is like, we need an accelerator interface. Uh, that is one form factor independent or implementation agnostic. So just like traditional compute devices like CPU, uh, memory data movement and acceleration is equally important to other kinds of compute accelerators like you know, GPUs, FPGAs, uh, even computational drives, uh, and other terms that people like to throw around like DPUs, XPUs, and IPUs. And memory is no longer limited to you know, traditional and proprietary DRAM-based interfaces. Um, it is now possible to access memory via interconnects like CXL, which is another standard that is uh, brewing in the industry. So uh, you can also have memory with different kinds of properties like persistence, or it could exist in device memory as MMIO. So in in whole memory tiering with different classes of memory and interconnect type is needed. these different usage models and environments uh, need a holistic standards-based approach uh, to future-proof applications that will take advantage of this acceleration. Okay, so um, you, you've explained quite a complex landscape, but your your simple, in inverted commas, objective is to create a, a standard data mover interface. So um, I guess what what is, you know, what does that involve? Bearing in mind what you know, what you already outlined, there's quite a lot of um, you know different things going on. Yeah, absolutely. So, smart data acceleration interface or SDXI 
is creating the industry's first standard for a memory-to-memory data movement and acceleration interface that is uh, extensible, forward compatible, and independent of IO interconnect technology. That would be your short tagline. <laughs> okay, yeah. And in terms of the actual practicalities of that, um, I guess of what you described earlier, you're, you're going to try and support a number of what you would deem sort of desired data movement characteristics or you know or attributes so you're going to try and define what what's you know must-haves and i guess as you say open to all before anyone sort of adds any other layers is that correct that's right so among different things uh, sdxi is envisioned and designed to support data movement between different address spaces uh, so this is address spaces which includes user address spaces or address spaces in different virtual machines. Uh, and to, to be fair, you know, data movement uh, should occur without mediation by privileged software. So if an application wants to do the data movement, it shouldn't have to you know, uh, transition into kernel software just to be able to move the data. Uh, of course, once the connection has been blessed or it has been established, you can make that happen. Uh, but it, it kind of has that separation of user and kernel uh, that is needed, but not when the actual data movement is happening. Uh, it, you need to allow abstraction or virtualization by privileged software. And something that is key that we are designing into is the capability to sort of quest or suspend or resume an architectural state of this data mover. Uh, and why is that important? If you ask me that it's, be, it's because we want to enable live workload migration or some folks call the machine migration between different kinds of servers. So the ability to be able to stop, uh, suspend and resume is important for those. Um, and compatibility is very important. So that's what we're trying to design here as attributes is to enable forward and backward compatibility so that now you can build interoperable software and hardware. Something else that I want to highlight here is when we build a standard like this, we can incorporate additional offloads uh, that leverage the same architectural interface. And overall, the, the DMA model is meant to be concurrent, which means multiple DMA accesses can happen at the same time when one is not getting the other. Okay, and in terms of the, the, um, the inspiration or the, or the seed for this, did you as an association identify the problem and, and then sort of start up the technical working group, get people to join, or did various vendors come to you and say, look, you know, this is a bit of a wild west scenario and we need some kind of, you know, formalization around a standard to, to help us all you know, move forward. So where, where did the impetus come from? Yeah, absolutely. So this twig was, uh, or the technical working group that we call, uh, was formed in July of 2020. Um, and it started as a specification that was contributed by uh, Dell, VMware, and AMD. Uh, and uh, since it got formed inside SNEA, uh, the technical working group has grown steadily to uh, almost 28, 30 member companies and almost 80 plus members uh, uh, being part of this technical working group. Uh, Many members have contributed in sort of various ways towards improving the specification since its initial contribution by the founding members. Um, and kind of their contributions have resulted in uh, 
improvements in many areas like uh, you know uh, defining a an architectural behavior of the start stop operations uh, um, architectural uh, context states and architectural states of the function and SDXI function implementation, um, improving things like how does cash placement work or cash injection uh, needs to work, uh, having a summary of different groups of uh, SDXI function implementations, um, error reporting. Uh, I mean, I can list a whole bunch of things, but something that very critical that we did was the language of the specification is very interconnect agnostic. So you could take any interconnect and still be able to implement SCXI with that, say PACIE or CXL, or maybe, I don't know, someone else has a proprietary interconnect, they can still implement a standard SCXI implementation with this. Okay, so so the work has been going on on the, on the specification for about, I guess, a couple of years. And what, what else is there needed to do because I, I presume you're working towards creating and ratifying some kind of a, a, a standard so 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 what's the roadmap to, for, for that look like absolutely so uh, since we started in july 2020 um we last year in september 21 we released our first public draft that went through about eight months of uh, public review um, we just released a a candidate for 1.0 in uh, September this year, um, which is expected to become the 1.0 standard before the end of the year. Uh, so along with the, the draft specification, we, we also included you know, header files uh, that are auto-generated from the specification uh, so that uh, implementations can start uh, using these standard structures and begin their implementation. Uh, in terms of ratifying an initial standard. We're currently in that 60-day membership and public review period, uh, which means once that finishes before the end of the year, uh, we would incorporate any review feedback that comes in and um, that will become the 1.0 standard and uh, 1.0 SNIA standard uh, to be precise. Uh, and after 1.0, we kind of plan to work on future versions of the specification to incorporate uh, additional features. Okay, so th there's quite a roadmap there. In terms of um, opportunities, I mean, if there are people, it sounds like you've got a pretty big sort of uh, community already, but I mean, are there opportunities for other storage vendors, I don't know, end users, whatever, to, to get involved or, or is it pretty much you, you've got everyone you need or where are you at? Now, it takes a village to build, right? Absolutely. Um, as, as we bring uh, activities around version 1.0 to a conclusion, uh, we are also ramping activities in compliant software implementations. So common software stacks and structures uh, across all OS implementations are, are being discussed uh, within the Twig and being proposed. So participating in these discussions or code contributions can ensure uh, you're ready to take advantage of them in your applications. Uh, so already some chip vendors uh, are participating actively in the Twig. Uh, so if you are a chip vendor looking to develop STXI compliant implementation, you may want to join the Twig to ensure uh, you are in compliance. Uh, uh, reading a spec and implementing is certainly possible, but you know you might want to come in and make sure your interpretation is good, 
you may also want to make sure that the next revision of the standard, uh, which will include more features uh, uh, or we, that we are going to work on, meets the technical requirements of your company. Um, and for any reason, if you cannot join the tool, um, you may also provide feedback using SNEA's feedback portal. Uh, but I would say, if you're interested, and actually this makes a lot of sense, uh, joining the Twig is the best best possible way to start getting into it. Um, it's a it's a fun group. Uh, it's a lot of members in it, uh, a lot of very senior uh, people with a lot of expertise in it. So uh, I would definitely ask ask people to join. Okay, and in terms of um, so on the developer side, I'm just thinking for the end users. So if I'm if I'm a, a storage user in an enterprise, what you know, whatever shape or size, um. What will this standard meet? I mean, will I notice anything or is it all under the covers so you know life will just go on merrily as it always has? Or will there be sort of certain benefits or you know um characteristics of my storage that I'll notice go, hey, that that works better or you know faster, whatever whatever it is. Yeah, how, how do the end user find out you know, notice what's going on, I guess? Well, thank you. That, that this is a, a very important question. Uh you know, this work is a framework to unlock uh, innovation from um, various uh, acceleration vendors and, and make it available to sort of various software stacks uh, by, by leveraging a memory to memory data moment standard. Uh, vendors can innovate around the specification and offer many different types of accelerators uh, directly benefiting the applications. Uh, because remember, we are not making the applications go through a layers of stack just to be able to use the accelerator interface. This includes uh, storage applications and non-storage applications. So, so it, it includes applications that run bare metal or they run virtualized. Uh, they could be used by kernel mode software or user level software. Uh, so many net network and storage stacks uh, already perform multiple buffer copies. Um, STXI-assisted uh, network and storage implementations can eliminate uh, or accelerate many such redundant and uh, unoptimized uh, you know, software memory buffer copies. There are also um, some use cases we are envisioning for virtualized environments, which are very specific to them. Like, for example, the spec is uh, you know, fulfilling the need uh, for when virtualized servers want pre-filled large memory buffers. Uh, filling them with zero is, is a necessary uh, and important step for security. You don't want your data getting leaked when you're spinning up and spinning down VMs. Uh, and, uh, you know, SDXI provides an interface that accelerates even these kind of memory operations. That's what I meant that different kinds of applications may use this. Also, um, many operations uh, that involve inline data transformation of the data as it moves from say a source location to a destination location uh, can get accelerated. So for example, these data transformations could be compression, encryption, or other kinds of offloads that involve data movement from one location in memory to another location in memory. Uh, let, let me also kind of take you to a thought exercise, right? If you have a system that, that has different tiers of memory, you know, like DRAM memory or you know, memory which is persistent, uh, a memory that is behind like a device, uh, like, or if the memory is far across a, a you know, a memory fabric like link, CXL or a link, 
then SDXI is being designed to target all such memory address spaces to accelerate data movement. Uh, and as various uh, software stacks and storage stacks begin to impress, uh, embrace uh, you know, CXL, um, STXI will become an important standard uh, that implementers need to consider. Okay, and just quickly on the time, you've told us obviously that you're hoping the standard will be 1.0 will be ratified by, I think, by the end of the year. But in terms of the, the vendors bringing out solutions, I mean, I imagine some of them are already, you know, obviously if they're working on the standard, they pretty much know what it's going to be, hopefully. So they're, they're working. I mean, will it be soon in 2023 that um, SDXI compliance solutions or will people have to wait maybe to the second half of, of next year? What's that sort of time frame? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I think uh, a lot of the, uh, you know, I guess the vendors are thinking about the implementations uh, uh, and some of them are, are further ahead and some are still working towards it. Uh, but I, it would be a safe bet to think that 2023 would be the year you might start seeing implementations. Okay. Well, it's been lovely to chat to you and, and a great um, new uh, technology solution, whatever. Um, so be interested to see how it develops. We can maybe catch up again. But for now, Sean, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you, Philip. Uh, it was great chatting with you. And uh, uh, thank you for spreading the word. Thanks again. Thank you for listening. For additional information on the material presented in this podcast, be sure and check out our educational library at snia.org library.